Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fifth season, we are looking at Joe Johnston's 2011 film, Captain America, The First Avenger. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright, also from the Next Real. Today, we are talking about Minute 2, which begins with a man signaling a truck to stop and ends with a frozen ship of some sort in the ice. All right, Pete, uh, we're still in the snow, still cold. Yeah, we are. But we so cold. We see this figure and he's signaling this uh, this truck to stop. Yeah, we it's red red light guy. We get red light guy. And and he's walking and it makes it look like this truck is actually not driving. It makes it look like the truck has just decided to park and that this guy has to walk up to it. Yeah. Even though the truck is driving when we see in the next shot. And and where's the second truck, Pete? Second truck apparently veered off, although I'm dubious. I think it might have sunk in the ice. <laughs> and in fact, it's just one truck. <laughs> because in the first minute we had two sets of double lights, right? And now in this truck pulls up and it's got two sets of double lights and, but it's one truck i should say one set of double lights it, well and, and you're you're right and so that actually makes me question the way that that first shot uh was set up because it really looks like those two lights are moving are not connected to each yeah, other yeah it, it looks like they're kind of moving slightly different but as we see here no it is actually a truck with four lights on the front of it right and that makes me really think it was two grips holding lighting rigs yes. and just standing there as the camera moved toward them and nobody told them not to move them up and down right <laughs> because they are independently <laughs> swaying in the wind, they are not connected to one another. Right, so, right. I think we have a one truck. It is just the one truck. This is an HMUV. Are you familiar with HMUVs? It was my first car. Was it really? A high mobility yeah. utility vehicle? Yeah, yeah. I would, <laughs> I would sometimes carpool people to work in it. Excellent, excellent. These are uh, military vehicles um, that I, I guess weren't around until 2006. So, if you were keen-eyed enough to, to catch that, you would have immediately known that we are not in the past, but we are in the present day. Um, so, uh, but yeah, these were, um, I, I, I don't know if they really ended up making a lot of these, but, um, but that is what this is. Yeah. Designed to look like a military vehicle that can handle driving in this frozen wasteland where we are. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and we don't yet have any sense of where we are. We have no sense as to where we are. We just know it is cold and snowy. It could be the Arctic. It could be the Antarctic. It could be some snowy range somewhere. We just don't know. It just seems very flat. I mean, that's really all we get from this. I guess, you know, the only hint that we get here in this minute is there is a very low, low sun on the horizon. And I guess if we get anything out of this, it's the fact that we are far north enough or far south enough where the sun doesn't really rise. It just kind of like, like kind of hovers. It peaks up and then it goes away. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the, um, um, oh, what's that vampire movie? Uh, 30 days of night sort of, sort of part of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that we can kind of glean that. And that's about it from this minute. So, we turn around 
and we start they have a, a brief conversation about you know there's some platitudes you get many visitors up here uh you know who aren't from washington kind of stuff just welcome to the team guys come see what we found and then we get the joke comma reveal you're gonna need uh you're gonna need a big crane and then we we start to see in this minute what they've actually found. I want to jump back a little bit um, yeah. before we before we get to that because uh, that's a little later. Uh, first, let's talk about um, the people. So we've got three people here. We have a search team leader. This is the this is the red light guy, the guy who's waving the light at our two uh, the two people who get out of the truck, and he's the one who's kind of in the. It's hard to tell with the low light. Is it an orange outfit? Or is it a, a red outfit um, with kind of some black marks? Um, but that's our search team leader that we have here. And that is played by Oscar Pierce. Oscar Pierce is the search team leader here. And uh, he's done some movies, not a lot of movies. In fact, this was his last film that he did. Otherwise, uh, it was kind of TV TV work, and that was only until 2016. Hasn't really done anything since, and a lot of small roles in things um, like this sort of thing. So, not not a big actor, but that's uh, you know that's who we have first. Mm-hmm. Now, the two people who get out of the truck are the Shield Lieutenant and the Shield Tech. The shield lieutenant, this is the passenger of the vehicle. This is a familiar face, which you may recognize. It's William Hope. Do you have any uh, any recollection who William Hope is? William Hope, Andy, is a fine, fine actor. I know exactly <laughs> who he is. <laughs> He's been in a million things, I'm sure. The one thing I that I, I guarantee you would immediately recognize him from is Aliens. He plays Lieutenant Gorman. Of course he does. In Aliens. Outstanding. Now, it's hard to tell because it's so snowy and dark here. <laughs> yeah. But that is who we're looking at here. It's Gorman. Did you recognize him? Just tell me honestly. Did I didn't. you recognize him from the voice alone? Okay, I didn't. Good. I just want to no, sure it's I... too dark. I can't tell yeah. who any of these people are. It's, yeah. it's so dark. Right. But, I mean, he's been a very busy, prolific actor doing all sorts of projects for a very long time, including voice work in uh, Thomas, uh, Thomas and Friends. Uh, as in the train? As in the train. <laughs> yes. Uh, in the U.S. versions of the show, he plays Edward and Whiff and Rocky and the dock manager and Too Troublesome Truck. So he's done a lot of work. Too Troublesome. A Classic. Yeah. Most uh, most recently, he was in the, the recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre Um reboot oh he played a sheriff in that film but very busy actor and uh it's kind of fun to see him pop up here so he's the lieutenant the shield lieutenant that we have here and then we have our shield tech that's nicholas pinnock he's the one who was driving here Uh, we will certainly see more of the both of them as uh, these minutes continue and um also somebody who has been uh you know pretty busy in in his uh, film and tv career mostly tv um started in um, the late nineties and certainly has been in a lot of, a a lot of things, but like I said, mostly a lot of TV projects and a lot of stuff I'm just not very familiar with. Uh, Most recently in the TV show Django, which is um, in post-production right now and uh, for life as well. Wow. Haven't, uh, I haven't been following. Yeah. 
Nicholas's work. Yep. That's new to me. Yep. So right. those are our actors that we have here. We've got the S.H.I.E.L.D. tech and the S.H.I.E.L.D. lieutenant talking to our search team leader here. And they have this conversation. Now, I wanted to bring up an interesting thing that I, I don't see often when you look at scripts for movies. It's that as they wrote this script, they actually include an alt line, as in they gave the character two option optional things to say. And I guess they must have had the actor read both to see what worked better. And I've never seen that in a script. So in the script, it's scripted as search team leader shouting over the wind, you the guys from Washington? And then the S.H.I.E.L.D. lieutenant has two things he could say. First option, that's some flight. And then alt, get many other visitors out here? We know which one they went with. But yeah. isn't that interesting? I've never, yeah. I, I, like, I've never seen a script where it actually scripts out options. Yeah, well, here's something you don't know, and not a lot of people know, is that Captain America, the first Avenger, was going to be the first choose-your-own-adventure version. <laughs> but it just became too expensive. So. That would have been great. That would have been yeah. great. So, yeah, so now, as uh, as the minute continues, yes, they have this conversation about having found this thing, this Russian, uh, this Russian drilling team had found uh, this thing out here. There is a scripted line where the search team leader asks, you mind if I ask what this thing is exactly? And the S.H.I.E.L.D. lieutenant says, would you believe us if we said it was a weather balloon? And the search team leader says, no. And then they kind of keep going. Um, but, yes, it is this great big thing that is out here. Now, do you recall the opening to The Incredible Hulk, the the um, deleted scene that didn't get included in that? Well, it's been a while. Which one was it? It's where uh, Bruce Banner goes up to the Arctic. It kind of the film was going to start with him in the Arctic, or yeah, in the Arctic. Yes, and he was going to kill himself. But when he pulls the trigger, he transforms and into the Hulk, and he's fine. But in the process, also sets off a big. Uh, like collapse of a giant ice bank. And mm -hmm. that was going to be kind of, if they had kept that, that was going to be kind of what had happened that caused this to be revealed here, um, which I, I thought was kind of interesting that they actually had it that way. Yeah. And they were planning it that far in advance. Exactly. Obviously they didn't. And now they have the line in here. Well, you know, how come nobody spotted before? Oh, winds always changing landscape changes all the time, as he says. So, um, and, and yes, and then this Russian oil team found it. It's interesting that the Russian oil team didn't take it to like Russian leadership who could have done something with it. It's interesting that somehow S.H.I.E.L.D. is the one who ended up landing on it. But remember when uh, detente was <laughs> still in place? <laughs> remember when we learned how to talk to the Russians? Oh, yes. God, it seems so oh, long ago. Funny. It seems what so, a, what so a time long ago. capsule. God, no kidding. Who who would think that this movie itself was a time capsule of better yeah, days? Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now we see this uh, this wing sticking out. The search team leader because they're talking about how long can we uh, before we can start craning it out. I don't think you understand. You're going to need one hell of a crane. And we see now. What's interesting here is we see this this. Uh, what did you think it was when you first saw it? I knew it was wing immediately. Did you think it was a wing? There, there was no sense of it being, because uh, the way that it's shaped. Submarine? You're going to say submarine? No, I was going to say UFO. It looks like an alien ship kind of sticking out. No. You thought it was a wing. An alien, at this point in the MCU, 
there were no aliens. I'm not saying I I agree. And the fact that it's Captain America movie, I didn't think so either. No. But it interestingly looks like it seems like you thought so. And now you're trying to walk. No, it back. I really didn't. But it's <laughs> the way that you you get this wing sticking out. It just looks like, you know, kind of the disc, the prototypical like UFO thing sticking out. Like I would have expected a scene like this in the thing. Really, Like it just seems like this alien ship sticking out of the ice. Yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe it's just I never me. did. Okay, it's just me. Clearly, <laughs> never, it's just never me. once thought that. In, in fact, <laughs> I got very excited about uh, about it because I and and I know I don't I don't know that we want to talk about what it is a wing of yet. Is that too far? Well, I was going to save it for the I think the next minute when we go into it. Yeah, I think that's a uh, that's that's smart. Yeah, because in smart. in this minute, I'll what we. Back. What we really get is, you know, they have their conversation and then, and interestingly, everybody's walking around with a red light stick, except for the one person who's standing on the wing, who's got like a greenish blue flashlight. And that's the only mm-hmm. person with a different colored light. And I, I thought that was an interesting choice that we didn't have kind of a red light flashing. Did that strike out, stand out at all to you? Well, because everybody else, because like, is that a way to highlight he's the most interesting guy on the team <laughs> that he's the one who's standing on top of the wing like everybody else has a red light they're they're red shirts well and it also you know spe- yeah that's true it also speaks though to well yes it draws our attention to the one color that's different on screen yep. so we're looking at that light as it i mean they're the person holding it is moving it around the uh the periphery of the wing kind of highlighting the edge so we can see where the edge of this thing is Everyone else, they have, I guess they're their walking sticks and they just have the red light on them, which is, I mean, it's probably a smart tool to have when you're out here like this, because I would imagine it's very easy to get lost and you don't want to disappear out here. And this way you can see people more easily. That that was what I was imagining it was, was that indicator that if you see one right that's lower than the rest, go rescue that guy. Yeah. Right, he right. sank. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you keep talking about sinking. I don't think we're at a place where it's slushy. Like, I think this ice is pretty <laughs> solid here. <laughs> it, you just have to know. It's really important that you know that everything we're talking about is enormously triggering. My anxieties. <laughs> I would never be there, and I don't know how to talk about it. So that's that's my ineptitude coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, toward the end of the minute, we do get a great uh, kind of push in on our two shield um, uh, team. And you can definitely tell as you kind of move in on them. Yep, that's Gorman uh, right there. Um, but that's, I mean, that's kind of it. We don't get any more than, I mean, we start getting a reveal at the end of this minute, but not much. All we really are seeing is this this UFO-ish looking wing. I'm just going to say it. it. It's a wing, but it looks like a UFO. There you go. Okay. All right. You you can own that. <laughs> uh, and that's uh, that's our minute. Any other things from you about this one? No, I I feel like we're still very much in these first two minutes in the nothing's really happening yet phase, and I'm very excited for upcoming minutes. Well, it's because we're setting up a mystery here, right? Like that's yeah. that's what we have had so far. Is it snowy? It's uh, we have mysterious people walking around that are in snowy outfits and they've all got these red light sticks we've got this funky thing sticking out of the ground we do see at the very very end of the minute some red lights actually on the ground we just can't really tell exactly what's happening with that we'll talk about that more in the next minute Um, but that's where we that's kind of where we are with this one oh let's keep going it's good stuff 
All right. Well, that's it for today's minute, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow for minute three. Um, but you know what? Um, remember, we do have a Discord community. So uh, hop into Discord. You can join our Marvel Movie Minute community there. Uh, and if you're a member, if you're supporting the show, you can also hop in and, and join us in our uh, our live streams when we're um, recording these shows. So we'd love to have you uh, be part of the conversation. And uh, I guess that's it for now. So until next time, true believers. I could do this all day. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Spread the News by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm, and if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing that for this show.